0: Okay, so here's the news for the day. I took some time to add the first news because um, this is less of a news and more an issue that we have been fumbling in the dark about with no hint of light. So um, I want to leave you for the weekend with some important questions to think about. So uh, from the Hathras gang rape to the sexual abuse cases we have been hearing of late in Chennai schools. A lot has happened in a year's time and of course for many decades before this. But there is this one particular case um, that I want to talk about that had an interesting and hopeful judgment delivered, almost hopeful. It's a case where a blind 22-year-old Dalit woman was raped. So the session court and the high court convicted him for rape and under the Prevention of Atrocities Act. I'll just brief you a little about what this act, is, uh, what this act is about. So this act was enacted to deal with the atrocities against SEST members. Just paraphrasing the act, it states that if any non-SEST member commits an offence against uh, a person that is punishable with imprisonment of ten years or more, knowing that such a person is SC or ST, then they will be imprisoned for life with a certain fine amount. So knowing that the victim is SC or ST, if a crime has been perpetuated against them, they will be imprisoned for life. Now going back to the judgment, remember the victim is Dalit, blind and a woman. The Supreme Court here took an intersectional approach, meaning it took into account that when an identity of a woman intersects with her caste, class, religion, disability and sexual orientation, she might be discriminated against on two or more grounds. So the court did register some important points about the need to train judges and police and prosecution that they have to be sensitized, etc, etc. But while they might have augured well to uphold all the convictions of the High Court, the Supreme Court decided to set aside the conviction against the Prevention of Atrocities Act saying there wasn't any evidence to prove that the crime was committed only on the basis that the victim was a Dalit. And this is not the only case where the conviction has been set aside under that particular act. So here's a question. What would that evidence look like? What kind of evidence can prove conditionality? A subconscious mindset we are bred in and one which we can live by our entire lives without ever confronting the granted nature of it. I don't know. Just got me thinking. I know this is too much information. Uh, in, the, in the end of the day or... Uh, middle of the day for some I am aware so I will just leave you with one more story today because today June the 5th is World Environment Day and conserving and sustaining the environment has become no more a cause to rally out of passion but more out of desperation now right so the good news first countries across the world have at least taken cognizance Um, for instance in the latest meet of a group of the richest nations, it has been decided to make it necessary for transnational corporations to declare their environmental impact so the investors can take a call on funding. Uh, another example is uh, of course the 2015 Paris Agreement. It envisaged the, uh, it envisaged limiting the rise of um, global temperature to 1.5 degrees Celsius from the present average of 2.4, which means bringing the global emissions down by 50 percent which means moving to low carbon and clean energy on that front india has initiated an international uh, institutional mechanism to promote the use of solar energy Uh, it is called the international solar alliance and we have also committed to produce 450 gigawatts of renewable energy by 2030 uh, the end of this decade but today i want to tell you a story close home um, from keelpoch in chennai I dug the story out from the notes I had scribbled in 2018 or 19. Uh, This is about a 72-year-old resident, now must be Sanctify or Sanctify. His name is Sola Suresh, he's quite famous. He had installed a rooftop solar power plant in 2012 and eventually added a biogas plant to make use of uh, food waste and finally an air-to-water machine to make water from thin air uh, or atmospheric air. Um, so he invested 1.8 lakhs on the installation of the solar power plant. Uh, the 3 kilowatt plant manages to yield 12 units a day. So this powers 2 inverter ACs, 23 lights, 15 fans, 1 refrigerator, motor pump and a washing machine. The biogas plant cost him 35,000 rupees. Uh, An organic manure um, which is uh, derived as a byproduct um, for supply of gas Um, Is used for his terrace gardening purposes and the air to water machine was 40,000 bucks produces 25 liters of drinking water per day and He also has a rainwater harvesting system and recharge pits, which he uh, installed 27 years ago So yeah, not bad a self-sustainable sufficient um, Household in Chennai So with some right incentives and policies in place, we probably can hope to achieve our targets. So uh, that's it for the day. Oh, right. I'm sorry. On the vaccine story, I think we can call it a day. Uh, I did think of adding the science part of it today, but decided against against it, considering most of us have tried to cram enough of that information before deciding to take the vaccines ourselves. Um, Oh, there is one thing, though. which is a continuation of yesterday's vaccine diplomacy. Um, This is on vaccine accessibility. Prashant reminded me of it. There is a COVAX facility set up by WHO and some other groups and governments. And by this, the manufacturers had committed to a certain number of vaccines beforehand, uh, which was then planned uh, to be distributed uh, equitably uh, to poor countries. But that has now been disrupted owing to the shortages and uh, ban on vaccine exports. So yeah, truly the end of today. Um, Thank you for fitting me in your week. Uh, We will find more coherence along the way, I promise. So you have a good weekend. See you Monday.